everyone, I'm Ethan, and welcome back to the seventh inning stretch. As we all know, we've been living with COVID for over a year now, and just as it's hurt many, the MLB and its teams were not immune to these financial losses. These losses that came from not having the ticket sales or fans in the stands spending ridiculous amounts of money at the stadium have fueled a lot of moves within teams this offseason. At the beginning of the offseason, many teams were releasing players that they saw to be overpaid or not worth the money in order to make room in their player salary budget, claiming COVID as the reason for them not having enough money to spend on these players. This created an all-time slow offseason as teams were unsure of the rules since they were changed last year in a special ex- As we all know, we've been living with COVID for over a year now, and just as it has hurt many, the MLB and its teams were not immune to the financial losses. These losses primarily came from not having the ticket sales and the usual fans in the stands that would spend ridiculous amounts of money while at the stadium. This has fueled lots of moves within the teams this offseason. At the beginning of it, many teams were releasing players that they saw to be overpaid or not worth the money in order to make room in their player salary budget, claiming COVID as the reason for not having this money to pay them. This was an all-time slow offseason, since the teams were unsure if the rule changes made last year would stay in place this coming year since we are still in COVID. Although about late January and early February, we did see the free agent market start to pick up and pieces fell into place. With these moves, we saw the big market teams dominate and really stretch their budget in an attempt to make World Series worthy teams. While on the other hand, some of the smaller market teams were extremely conservative and left plenty of room within their budget to a point where some were just saying that they didn't spend any money and just decided to throw the season in hopes of making money back from what they lost last year. Hopefully these teams do try and make a run for the postseason and spend that spare change by making a splash in the midseason trades before the August 31st trade deadline so that they can pick up new players that will help their team. With all this being said, there are definitely some teams that have the ability and the roster to dominate this year, and you're going to want to watch those games, especially when these teams face off against each other. I'm going to give you my top three teams from both the American and National League to watch, as well as a team that you should look out for. Maybe it's a little sneaky this year. Alright, starting out with the American League, my first three teams go as follows. The Yankees, Astros, and the Twins. The Yankees have done a good job this offseason by making sure they held down some key players as well as adding some new ones to the roster, filling some of the holes of players that they might have lost during the offseason. The biggest move they made was holding down their well-sought-after and star-second baseman, DJ LeMahieu, as well as taking a chance on veteran pitcher Corey Kluber. Since they lost Masahiro Tanaka, a mainstay in their pitching rotation, it's 
good that they made this grab and went for Kluber, who has a lot of potential to make a big impact in this team. We saw the Yankees completely upset the Indians in the wild card round, even after Cleveland had a very hot season and a highly regarded pitching rotation. But nevertheless, they were knocked out by the Rays in the ALDS in what was a very tight series. Moving on to the Astros, who, even though they were caught cheating, that did not hold them back last year from making a run far into the postseason and almost only a game away from joining the Dodgers in the World Series. I think many will argue that this team will be hurting since they've lost their all-star outfielder George Springer, but I'd have to disagree because it just seems like the Astros keep finding their way to the postseason no matter what and I don't see them going anywhere or anything different happening this year. I see them back there. Whether or not they make it too far, that's going to depend on how their season goes. But I definitely would look out for them. I definitely see them in in the postseason. The Twins. The Twins were a tough pick for me because, just like the Astros, they consistently find their way into the postseason. But have started to gain the reputation of promising big and not delivering as they keep making the postseason only to be knocked out in the first round or two, even though they have a really good-looking team going into that postseason. I have two more teams within the American League that I think definitely deserve a mention. Those are the White Sox and the Blue Jays. Both of these teams could have been my number three pick. But despite having really good seasons last year, I just don't see them as being as strong as the Twins for a for sure pick. But both of these teams have made really good moves this offseason and have a very high potential to perform really far and upset a lot of these teams in my top three. And into the National League. My top three teams are going to have to be the reigning world champ Dodgers, the Padres, and the Braves. The Dodgers, while losing some players here and there, ended up picking up a few players to fill the spots. The Dodgers are still the same team we saw win it all last year, and I don't see what's stopping them from doing it again. The Dodgers have a great offense, producing the second most runs batted in and led all of MLB in home runs within the 2020 season. The other thing that is going for them is a great starting pitching rotation, especially after picking up the 2020 Cy Young winner, Trevor Bauer. That means they now have three Cy Young winners within their rotation that was already solid last year and can only be better this year. The Padres, they're going to be a great team to watch this year. They got a nice, fresh, young lineup and made the postseason for the first time in many years last year and were favored by many. 
They were eventually knocked out by the Dodgers, but, I mean, who's surprised? The Dodgers were super hot last year. And that kind of leads into this year because the Dodgers will still be a problem with for them. And for the Padres to make it to the World Series or to make it far in the postseason, we'll have to find a way to make it past the Dodgers because I definitely see both of these teams making it within the postseason, and it's going to be a head-to-head for who's going to be in the World Series this year. And again, and what I mentioned was an extremely slow offseason. The Padres not only capitalized on the slowness, but greased the wheels of free agency signings and trades. They had a huge buzz around them when they acquired Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish, as well as getting Joe Musgrove. Three very high-level pitchers who are added to their rotation makes them very dominant and something I think a lot of teams will not be looking forward to face. They didn't stop there, though. They went and they picked up a great infield free agent from the Korean Baseball League. And... One of their best moves, in my opinion, and the biggest move, was signing breakout star Fernando Tatis Jr., who we've now seen is up there with Mike Trout for being the face of baseball currently. He's a very hot, exciting young player who has just signed to a 14-year, $330 million deal. This is... Something to be excited for, I think, if you're a Padres fan. Hopefully he can produce throughout those 14 years. But, I mean, if he keeps doing what he's doing and even just progresses a little bit, he is going to be a great ball player. My third team is the Braves. I was hesitant to put them as my three spot. I didn't know if they were more of a three or a four. But after seeing them last year... There's no doubt in my mind, they're a solid team. They too were, like the Astros, a game away from being in the World Series. And were even up three games to one in the National League Championship Series to the Dodgers, but didn't end up losing. So that would be something that they would have to fix this year because you cannot give up that 3-1, three games to one lead that would put you in the World Series. They, unlike some of the other teams I mentioned, did not make as many moves in the offseason. They did just kind of sign a couple people that were already on the team, just made deals to keep them on. But they made one move that could prove very well for them, and that was adding free agent starting pitcher Charlie Morton to add some veteran to add some veteran pitching knowledge as well as adding pitching depth to their rotation. And like I said, the Braves are not something that I think are going to be over the top spectacular this year, but I think they're in a very nice spot where they might fly under a lot of people's radar, but I see them definitely, definitely being a contender in the postseason this year. Some big honorable mentions are going to have to be the Mets. The Mets have made a huge amount of moves 
maybe not as much as the Padres, but they have made quite a few moves after getting new owner Steve Cohen, who went out and right out of the gate stated that money is no matter for him. He wants a winning team. They made the moves. They got a good-looking team right now. They almost got my three spot, but like I said, last year they were not amazing. This year they made a lot of moves. The team has a lot of potential, but if that potential isn't capitalized on, they're not going to go far. And now, it is time for my way too soon and very early guess and prediction for the 2020 season. I'm going to predict that this year we see an old school matchup from a couple very historic teams, and that's going to be the Dodgers and the Yankees. We're going to bring that nostalgic New York versus Brooklyn rivalry. I see these two teams meeting up for the World Series. The Dodgers have been right in and around the World Series the past several years and I see them right back in it and the Yankees the Yankees haven't had the best seasons maybe the past few years but last year was definitely really good and I see them making it all the way to the fall classic this year and this will be a really fun heavyweight matchup to win I think with both of them having elite offenses and pitching the only question will be Will the games be high or low scoring? And I think that we'll have a real nail biter that is forced to go to a game seven. As always, I'm Ethan. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time on the seventh inning stretch.